Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth, shifting you into higher consciousness, a show that elevates, uplifts, and encourages listeners to grow, heal, awaken, and evolve. Eden and Kim include bold topics, interviews with inspiring guests, experts, and celebrities, intuitive readings, channeled messages, mental health awareness, and hot topics to expand your awareness. Tune in for unprecedented truth, authenticity, on-purpose discussions, and magical moments. Hi, this is Eden, and I'm here with Kim. This is Talk Purpose and Truth podcast. Hi, Kim. How are you doing? Hi, I'm great. Happy to be here. Welcome, everybody, to uh, a new episode of our podcast. And um, I think you guys are going to find this one very interesting something different than we've ever done before. Um, so before I introduce her, Kim, I think you've had um, some experiences with, have you ever done any uh, astrology sessions with an astrologer? Yeah. So we've never had an astrologer on the show. And since it's January, we thought that's perfect timing for the whole year. And people are yeah. wanting to know what to know and be careful of and be aware of things like that. And, um, over the last, probably, I don't know, five or six years, I have had different sessions with our guests and, um, very, very helpful and accurate. Yeah. Um, go back to my notes and I'll go, Oh my gosh, this is what I have to do. Or this is why this is happening. And it just explains a lot and really helps guide you through your year. Yeah. And so, um, I think it's really going to help a lot of people listening and you might even want to take notes yeah, I, I too, I think, um, you knew of her, she was, I think, a, a friend of a friend or just a friend of yours and you recommended her to me. Um, and I was like an astrologer. Why? I, I don't see how that would help me at all. And then <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, I guess I might as well try. So I did. And I was just so pleasantly surprised. It, it, and I think it really any meeting with any astrologist, I don't know, but I know that her in particular, she just happens to be so accurate. And also yeah. just besides that, it's just like she's empathetic and caring and just she takes her time with you, um, willing to just go, you know, give you every detail and not rush you. And I know that some people out there who do this are like on a time crunch. And I just like how she just gives you her time. Yeah. So, right. And I think that, I think that a lot of people, um, you know, with anything like with intuitive readings or a medium session or astrology, um, people have to start getting inspired by it, you know, start learning about it. And then they're like, Oh, maybe I'm open to that. Oh, what does that mean? And I often will reassure someone like, okay, well, do you believe in a higher power? You know, do you understand every single thing that's happening in the universe and how our body's made and how we were made and all of that? We're not meant to all the way understand all of that. And so we get intuitive readings or a medium session or any type of healings or astrology readings because it's helping us get closer to understanding how everything works and yeah. how we're all connected and how, you know, you know, whether you believe it's God or divine energy or whatever you believe made the, the planets and the stars and how it's all a system, just like our bodies are all a system. And so if we look at it like that, it's helping us. It's little helpful ways to understand how we are all connected. That's how I look at it. Yeah. Well, now I do too. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't uh, think that any of that really meant 
anything until I learned so much about it from Katie. So let me introduce her. <laughs> um, so basically, Katie Diem, is that how you pronounce your name? I didn't even ask. Yes. <laughs> okay. And um, she's an astrologer. She's also a tarot card reader, which she's also very good at. Today, we're going to have her here and talk, talk about the uh, things that she does with astrology and how she can help people in various ways. So welcome. Thank you for being here, Katie. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here today. Yeah. So let's get into it. Um, okay. One one of the questions, um, I guess, tell us more about what astrology is for one thing. Cause I know there's probably a lot of people out there like I was who doesn't, they just don't know what that is. So just explain to us a lot of just what it is and how can it help people? Gotcha. So astrology, every time we're looking at astrology, we're looking at where the planets are at a given moment and their relationships to each other. And this can be for a person and their personality, what is commonly known as the birth chart, with, um, which is a paused moment of time. The minute a baby is born, um, you know, someone takes the time and pull up a chart for that very moment, that very place that a person is born. Um, the planets were in a specific configuration. And, and then we look at that and um, like a 3D version of that, an astrology chart as an astrologer and like interpret um, what that means for that person's life. And it is very unique, which I feel like people don't realize um, in the like pop culture, people know about sun signs and, um, but then some people are like, well, there's only 12 sun signs. So that doesn't make me very unique. That makes me like one of 12 archetypes. But the thing is, like with when you get really deep into astrology, like a chart doesn't repeat itself for thousands of years. So no one on this planet is the same as what astrology says. So I really love that about astrology, that it's so um, unique like that and, and so specific. And um, we can pause the planets, not just for the moment of a person's birth to look at a birth chart, but also... Um, for any day, any moment of any day, if something is going on in your life, we can pause, you know, that chart and then compare it to your birth chart, which is kind of like your blueprint now and see, you know, what's happening exactly right now, how it's impacting you. And so there's so many different configurations you can come up with with astrology. You could look at two people to see how they get along for relationships, um, any type of relationship. Of course, people really like to do romantic relationship compatibility. Um, uh, another con chart we look at in astrology is um, solar returns, which are basically pausing the chart on your birthday and then um, seeing how your whole personal year will play out. So, um, so that's how astrology works and kind of like what we're looking at, I guess, is just where the planets are. And, um, and yeah, it's very unique. And, and there's just so many different things you can look at with it. Like it is kind of endless. Um, and then in terms of how it can help people, um, you get different things out of it. So it can lead to greater self-understanding for one, not just of yourself, but of other people in your life. Um, because again, everyone is so unique. And so, you really understand 
who you are, kind of um, why you react the way you do to certain things, why you think the way you do, even the areas of life you might be more focused on because some people are more focused on certain aspects of life than others. And usually your astrology chart will show you that. Um, and it also can help you figure out what's going on in your life at any given moment. Again, since we can pause, you know, the planets at any given moment to see how that's impacting you. So it can really help, you know, make sense of what's going on at any given moment. Um, so I feel like there's two aspects to astrology, like the self-understanding and then also the like figuring out what's happening in your life um, using that as like a, a tool. So yeah, very yeah. deep. How did you get started? Because I, I remember meeting you, you were very young and um, you always have been such an old soul. Like you just carry so much wisdom with you. Um, and so it's been just really beautiful to see you just step into your gifts and your purpose and everything. And so what what drew you to that? For sure. So I feel like I'm still young, but I've been yeah. into it for you were like, what? I think I was like, you were 19 or something when I first met you, you were 20. Yeah, for sure. I actually started studying it 10 years ago. So while I feel like I'm still a young astrologer, it has been in my life for quite some time. Um, so I started studying it. I was 18, I think freshly 18. It was my last year of high school. Um, I had been getting readings probably... For a few years so in the teenage years um my mom is just really like open-minded and so she would take us me and my brother to an I still know she's still a friend we still talk um and help me deal with what was going on in my life at the time um my teenagers were probably the hardest in my life with like my parents getting divorced and very tumultuous so all of a sudden having a tool where I could make sense of what was happening in my life. And also I just became more curious. I don't know why, but sometimes when like um, crises happen in your life, it just leads to a lot of questioning of yourself. Maybe it was also my age, but it was really interesting to have more self-understanding um, as well as what was going on in my life. So I became really interested in it, a tool to help me. And then when I reached 18, um, we had a conversation one day, me and my astrologer, and I was expressing to her how interested I was in astrology. And she could see my interest. And she was like, why don't you just come for once a week and I'll teach you what you know, or what I know. Um, I feel but, like you um, need to. So, um, so that's what I did. Um, and I didn't know where it would go from there. Um, and then when I 19? Yeah, when I was 19th the next year. So I still didn't know what to do with it yet. I moved to North California and I kind of lived in the middle of nowhere. Like I literally lived in like a cabin in the woods with my boyfriend at the time. And we had very few neighbors, but one of them, lo and behold, was an astrologer. Oh. And <laughs> right. So I, I don't know what to do, you know, with astrology next. We moved to the middle of nowhere and my neighbor's an astrologer and find. <laughs> wow. Synchronicities. Right. And uh, he was this older gentleman and he was really cool. And he found out I love 
astrology and had recently started about it in the past year. And he said, you know what, you come over once a week and I'll teach you what I know, like the same thing. And then um, I stayed up there for about two years. And then when I came back home um, to Orange County, where I was originally from, I did start doing readings every once in a while. And I did start taking more classes in person that were very advanced astrology classes with like other people who were uh, like professional astrologers. So that was pretty cool to just learn more things. And I did it every once in a while for quite a while. And um, it became like a part-time thing and it became a part-time thing for a few years. The past few years, it has been pretty solid as like a part-time job and then in October I did make like the leap of faith to do it full-time oh, and <laughs> good for us <laughs> yeah yeah completely so so yeah so it's been in my life a long time and um it was very important to me as a tool as a young person and then it's just been so important for me to like share this with others and and very important now now it's like you know a very big deal so um so yeah that's that's my journey oh well and yeah. you, you do many different types of readings right you yeah. yeah what can you kind of share with us a little bit about what those are for sure so similar to what I was talking about earlier with like different ways we can use astrology um, to look at things. I guess those are the types of readings I do too. So like I do birth charts. So the moment you're born and your general personality, um, I look at that and, um, and everything's kind of based around that. So then I also do like have phone calls that are more casual where we'll look at like current astrology. People tell me what's going on. We can kind of look at different areas of life or different um, aspects that are kind of big that are happening lately, like a full moon event or a Mercury retrograde and see how that's impacting you. Um, solar returns are very popular. Um, they start on your birthday and show the energy for an entire year at like your personal year. And everyone loves those because those are always very optimistic. Yeah. Um, you like relationship readings um, to see compatibility, stuff like that. Um, and yeah, I've recently added in tarot readings as well. So that's been cool to have just an extra tool to mm-hmm. guess ask specific questions. Sometimes astrology will answer certain types of questions very specifically. So I really like now adding in like a, a second tool for that. So, so yeah, that's kind of the, the types of readings that I'm offering and do. Very cool. Um, so right now we're in Capricorn season, Venus retrograde, and then we'll go into Mercury retrograde again, January 14th, I think it is. Um, so we always notice things around that time. Can you tell us all what this means? Because I, I see it affecting everyone and some people, I guess, choose not to believe it, but it's, it really does happen like the Mercury retrograde stuff. And so can you tell us more about what this means and what we can do with that energy. Right. So I'll talk about both the retrogrades. It's a 
Aquarii with the retrogrades. Um, so we're in Venus retrograde right now. Um, it started December 19th and lasts through uh, January 30th. And then Mercury retrograde jumps on in January 14th. And, uh, and then it lasts slightly longer till February 4th. Um, so with Venus retrograde, this is the more rare one. It doesn't happen every year. Um, I will say Mercury retrograde, which is why you hear about it so often. It happens three times a year, every year. Um, so there's always that to expect all the time. Uh, Venus retrograde is very much about taking a step back to reflect on love, um, creativity, and sometimes money as well. Um, love is definitely the big one that comes up the most for people during this time. So retrograde energy, I like to think about it as definitely like an inward time, like kind of that energy turning inwards. And we need to think about the topics it's bringing up. But then when it moves forward again, we might make a big decision or a big life change based on the information. So I usually think of them as like preceding a big event. Um, and that's why we kind of need to pull our energy back. But some people can see it as a slow time. Um, so right now with Venus retrograde, some people might be either confused about love or their creativity feels kind of slowed down or more internal. Um, you know, money could seem confusing for some. So it's kind of a cocoon space now. And Venus is the feminine. So I think this is a wonderful time too, to really get more into like the yin, like receptive energy and the more just like being type of energy rather than trying to push too much. And I think in that space, there's a lot of answers, especially Venus being the heart and love about what we really love and, and to check in, like, are we really on the right path um, that our hearts want to love everything in our lives? Um, so it's just a lot of questions that come up during this time, but it can be slow. Um, it can bring up stuff from the past. That's always a big one. Um, it could be nostalgic. It could be people coming back from the past, you know, revisiting scenarios. Um, and when Mercury joins in, Mercury retrogrades more the typical retrograde things that you think of um, when people talk about retrograde. So um, Mercury's communication and mind and technology can go on the fritz. Um, a lot of people talk about that one, or you can even see it, you know, you might go to the store and they're like, their system shut down when you try to check out or something. I've seen this all the time. Uh -huh. And it's funny because I'm like, retrograde. <laughs> yeah. And aren't you supposed to not make plans or sign contracts during times like that? Not big plans. Make big right. decisions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think about it. This is an interesting thing about retrogrades is we think about it in this backwards motion, but what's happening physically is that Mercury is in the part of its orbit that's closest to the earth. So I almost feel like we lose perspective. All of a sudden it's like in our face. And so, and it's the planet of communication, the mind. So all of a sudden I think it like maybe like an overload of stuff in our mind. And so we can't think straight. And I think that's why the technology, it being so close and yeah. it kind of technology, it starts to like affect it. Um, like how the moon affects the tides, that kind of thing, mm -hmm. but, but technology. Um, so we need to wait till we get like our perspective back. 
after the retrograde to clearly, you know, sign the contract, make the decision and all of that. Um, but yeah, during Mercury retrograde, the things I hear the most from people is weird technology, appliance stuff happening, um, people from the past coming up. Um, like, I'll hear you'll never guess who I ran into. Or, yeah. You know, or like or arguments. So yes. Argument. Miscommunication. Totally. Yeah. Um, definitely. Yeah things can get blown out of proportion because people take things the wrong way um it is very important to like double check emails and text messages and all of that there could be more typos or you forget to send it or you know send it to the wrong person <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah both human mistakes and technological mistakes since it kind of can impact both so you see a lot of that um, the purpose of it, though, is to kind of, again, turn within and take some time to think um, before making a decision. I'd say Mercury retrograde is the big um, transit that shows a big decision a Decision is in store. So we need to, like, think about it. And information can come in as well with the retrograde. You might not know what to do with it yet. Mm-hmm. You might news something from the past will come up that has a bit of information and work through it all of that so so it's kind of the general energy I'd say like with what they're about Mm -hmm. Um, so So, that's cool so um let's see can you can you tell we want to ask you to do a couple things um (laughs) We want to know for the audience, we want to um, see if you could do like a little New Year's general reading for the people who are listening. Um, and then for Kim and I, maybe something personal um, more. We were, um, I think you, you'll explain it because we talked about it offline, exactly what you were going to do for each of us. So you can tell us what that is. But um, yeah, can you? Uh... Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting my, I'm getting my paper and pen because I don't want to forget. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, so I'll start with the general energy for New Year's for everyone. Um, so this New Year's is a bit different than most years. I do always tell people that astrologically, I find New Year's very funny because um, it's like the middle of the zodiac, middle of winter, and I'm just like, who came up with New Year's at this time of year? It seems, it seems a bit odd. Um, like in spring, when the sun moves into Aries, um, that makes sense nature-wise and planet-wise, um, because it's the beginning of the zodiac and the beginning of spring. So that seems more new energy. But yet, the way we go about New Year's actually does fit the astrology well. So that's kind of interesting because it's always in Capricorn season. And Capricorn season is about like getting practical, getting serious, getting down to business and and getting structured. So the fact we like to make New Year's resolutions and really just get ourselves in order again, I like to see it as that makes sense with Capricorn energy. And that still applies this year, but because of the retrogrades, it is a weird year. And so it is a bit more inward. And some people might not be as in the mood to 
make resolutions and some outward goals as they usually are. Some people might might have things they still want to achieve, but it might feel cloudy right now. So I'd say with this particular New Year's, with the Venus retrograde, um, it's the best time right now. And we did have a new moon on January 2nd. So there was a new energy, but it was very internal. So I'd say for this New Year's, my like advice to everyone is to really check in with yourself, really get, um, get structured, but in an internal way that supports you on like an internal level. So, you know, these are things instead of maybe big outer goals, these are things like tweaking your schedule so that it supports you better, you know, really checking in with your health, getting a bit more organized, just quieter types of things that do get you structured, but aren't pressuring you right now for big outer world things that might confuse you because of the backwards energy. And with Venus retrograde in particular, because that is the big thing that that happened, you know, was going on on the new year. This is the feminine energy. This is the yin energy. Um, And so it's a good time to really let yourself kind of be, you know, like I think of Venus as the energy that just is instead of doing like Mars is the more masculine energy counterpart and Mars is about the actions we take. And so right now it's more important to just kind of let yourself be like allow yourself that um, and perhaps get into that receptive space, get into the receptive space to see what the retrograde is trying to show you, what your heart is trying to show you, because I feel like the heart is filled with information at the moment. Um, Really more than anything, like if anything is your guide right now to show you when you're confused, like, what do I do next? What's going to happen? What decision should I make? Like the heart is very present right now. Like I said, with Mercury retrograde, Venus retrograde means Venus is closer to the earth. So we're almost getting this like huge, like love energy coming at us right now. Um, Again, it's so close. We can sometimes lose our perspective or we're not quite sure what to do with it yet, but it's kind of waking up everyone's heart centers. I feel like. So it's important to, I guess, in that in the quiet time right now to make that quiet time and to listen to the heart because the heart's really holding so much wisdom about where we're going next and what we should be doing, what we should cut out, you name it. Like the heart either loves it or it doesn't. And um, so that's kind of, so we get into this new year. So perhaps it's a bit different Um than a typical like goal setting here. And not that there's anything wrong with that if you're very certain of goals because you might have something very in line with your heart. And while there's some cloudiness right now, you still know you want it. But um, I do think there's just this internal energy, this heart energy trying to come through and and this need to take care of ourselves and, and use that structured energy, but in more like a nurture self-care kind of way. Um, so that's kind of, that's my new year's <laughs> energy for us all. I think that's very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, that with what's going on in the world too, it's, it's a push for people to go inward and use it for their highest good instead of use it as like, oh, I have to do this. It's more like, okay, I get to have this inward time. What do I really want? Like what you said, 
And Mm -hmm. I think that love, I love the part where you're saying that there's love coming at us and it's a chance to like speak with our heart because I think that's what's needed now. Even the most simple things as going to the store and talking to the person, you know, checking you out or the pharmacist, you know, and saying, I hope you're having a good day. I hope people are being nice to you or whatever. It's like spreading that and giving it to one another is going to also, you know, align with that type of energy. And I think it's just so needed right now. Totally. Yeah, that's such a good point. And, and yeah, how beautiful that we're starting off a new year, which, you know, the past two years have been very difficult. And we're starting this new one off with like kind of being forced into our heart space. But that's like a good thing. Like, I just think of it like a love blast or something. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's great. So, so what are you going to do for Kim and I? So I'm going to look at both of your, I want to say like the core of your astrology charts. So I will look at your sun, your moon, and your rising. And I'll kind of talk about why those three are important in a personality, like maybe the biggest things, and then how those all work together for you too. So the sun is the core of who you are. And when a person says, I'm a, so I'm a Scorpio. So if I said, I'm a Scorpio, that's what I mean. My son is in Scorpio. So if you hear that around, people are talking about their sun sign. So it's the core of who you are. Um, and then the moon is your emotions. So your emotional state, but it's also how you react to things. I think people react more with their moon sign because it's everything in life that is kind of always an emotional pool. So people react more out of their moon energy. Like they are their sun energy. They'll resonate with that, but they'll react like their moon. And then the right sign I call like the doorway to the self. So it's kind of people's first perception of you and maybe also how you initially interact with the world. Um, And so these three things are kind of the biggest things in the chart and the core of the personality. So so let's look at you two and see how this is all working together. So how we we get along. (laughs) Are we compatible? (laughs) (laughs) okay so let's see I've got Eden here so let's look at you first Eden um so we'll start with your son so Eden is a Taurus yes and the core of Eden with Taurus energy this is an earth sign it's very stable um it is the sign that rules mother earth so I want to say it's the earthiest so it's a stable sign it's a loyal sign, like just the core of Eden is like, like a very rooted tree and that you can like depend on. And it's just, yeah, it's a really like beautiful, lovely energy. And so that's your, that's your like core. But then her rising sign, so this is how people perceive her, um, is in Aries, so a bit of a different energy. Um, that's a fire sign. So this might be people perceive you as independent, like you do your own thing, you know who you are. Um, and this is also how you initially interact with the world. So there definitely would be um, like an air of when you're in any situation, like wanting to be in de- to retain that independence or something. Um, instead of like getting lost in the crowd. 
Um, let's see. It's a bit more fiery than the Taurus. Like Taurus, the core of who you are is like very different. Um, but the initial reaction to things um, in the world might be quicker, more excited, because um, Aries is the first sign in the zodiac, the like initiator. So um, you might be good at like initiating things sometimes in the world. Um, so you have a little bit of quickness too, or sometimes Taurus can be low. And then your emotional state is in Virgo, another earth sign. And Moon and Virgo, so how you react to things, this would be like really wanting to sort out details of something. So an emotional situation happens, and you're like, hmm, picking it apart, you know, kind of analyzing it, um, you know, wanting to figure it out. And so this would be like Eden's reaction to anything um, that happens in life. And also the moon in Virgo is a very helping um, energy as well. So depending on the emotion, either me, like, you know, you know, take it apart, look at the details of it, analyze it. Or if it's someone else that's in need, you might feel the need to like help them, talk them through it um, and stuff like that. So this is kind of like your trivecta of <laughs> Um, personality here. And so I have your charts right here too, by the way. So that's uh, uh -huh. <laughs> very interesting. That's very you, Eden. Yeah, I think so. Cool. <laughs> see, you can see how this, this is really fascinating because I haven't heard like someone else's. And so I could see how if somebody said, oh, I want to be closer to my sister, or I want to, you know, fix my relationship or work well with my business partner you find out more about them, you would be able to understand them better. And then it might help yeah. the relationship. So that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It makes sense. And, and I, I just want to comment that it's now anybody who knows me that they always think I try to analyze too much. So now I can say it's not my fault. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was born this way. <laughs> like Lady Gaga. Yes. <laughs> It's kind of interesting because I feel like people, at least who know you a little bit, might see the moon sign more simply because that is how you react. So you like are a Taurus, but you wouldn't react like one. You'd react like a Virgo. So uh -huh. people might or just yeah. as like so interesting. Um, yeah. And then should we look at you, Kim? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So. All right, your sun is in Libra. And so the core of who you are, Libra, this is about balance, harmony, kind of wanting everyone to get along. Um, it's a very relationship-oriented sign. So there's a lot about Libras with um, doing really well when there's another person to bounce off of. So whether that's like a romantic relationship or any type of other person there's like a lot almost to be learned about the self through relationships so perhaps that makes sense to you but mm -hmm. definitely a relationship oriented and focused on harmony and peace and trying to keep those skills of life in balance um it's also an air sign so also kind of a communicative sign as well um yeah, liking to bounce back ideas and stuff like that with other people. Like me and Eden. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
be. Um, so that's that. And then your rising sign. So how people see you initially, how you react initially, it's a fire sign. So it's funny, both of you have fire risings. Um, so Sagittarius rising. So people probably see you as to the point and honest. Um, Sag risings, it's like the other risings might take like a while to get to the point, but Sag rising, it's like, it me it's kind of what you see is what you get sometimes. Um, yeah, it's also like if there's something that needs to be said, it's just honest. Um, and so people might see you that way. Um, also, they might see you as like goal oriented or focused on the future. Sag, like the image of Sag is a little archer that's like pointing his arrow in a direction to the future and is excited about getting there. So some people might see you like that as well. That might be how you interact with the world. Like, yeah, how you interact with the world because that's also the rising. You mm -hmm. might like, like adventure and so something exciting to go explore. Um, and then with the moon and Leo, so this is how you react to things. Um, let's see. There's a couple different things here. Um, the moon and Leo, um, it's usually authentic, like to be authentic. Leo is all about that. Um, it's, it can be two, this is like a very like two-sided, like sign, like some signs have like two different sides of them. So two things, and depending on maybe the emotional situation, like moon and Leo, um, in like a benevolent way can be like really big hearted. So reacts in like a generous act. Um, but also like in a more like probably like emotional relationship situation kind of way, if moon and Leo feels like they're not being honored, they don't feel special then that can be like quite a hurt to the moon and Leo person. So the reactions here are varied um, to either, but the core of moon and Leo is like, um, like authentic in the sunshine, Leo's the sunshine, kind of happy and, and fiery. And then, you know, and if they see something, they're like, oh my gosh, I want to like give my, my happiness that I'm feeling to you as well. And if, but you know, if someone's trying to dim their light or they're not looking at them and, and you know, kind of just making them feel not good about themselves. And that would be very upsetting to a moon and Leo. So this is kind of the very reactions of, of moon and Leo. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of your little trivecta and you have two fire signs in there. So that's interesting. Mm -hmm. um, You're fiery. I know. Yeah. It's very accurate. Yeah. And it's interesting because the Leo part, um, even though it's moon and Leo, the, the part you described about Leo is totally my daughter who's a Leo. So oh, how fun. sounds just like her. <laughs> well, that's cute. <laughs> me. Yeah. So well, very thank accurate. you. Thank very you. Thank helpful. you. Yeah. Yeah. And now I can relate to you better, Eden. <laughs> <laughs> you won't get mad at me anymore. Or I won't get mad at you. We'll understand. <laughs> oh, that's not you. It's just your, your sign. Your... Yeah. <laughs> It'll help. So, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, Katie, thank you so much. And, um, let everyone know how to find you and um you know you really you really want to book katie because she can help you with every month of this year like you could get a total 
chart reading so that you can keep looking back through the year and get guidance. And like she said earlier, I really feel like it helps you understand yourself better. You're like, no wonder I'm like that. And, and it can help you know what areas to focus on more to maybe even bring more of that element out of yourself. Um, just so, so helpful in like 50 million ways. Yeah. Um, so tell us how to hire you and find you and book you and all of that. Yeah, for sure. So um, you can find me on Instagram, which at Generation Indigo Astrology. Um, you can also find me, I have a Facebook group. Um, I don't know if that's easy to find or not, but I will tell you what it is. It's Katie's Astrology Group. Um, if either of you have that, I don't know if you could link yeah. that as well. Um, and if neither of those work, I will give out my like astrology business email in case you want to contact me there. So that is spiritualzodiac at gmail.com. So yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Great. All right. Well, thank you. And I hope this was helpful to everyone and, um, anyone who has any questions, we can forward them to Katie and thanks all for listening. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to Talk Purpose and Truth podcast. Find out more at talkpurposeandtruth.com. And follow us at Talk Purpose Truth on Instagram and Facebook.